0: Welcome to the Parenting Cipher, where each episode will give you the tools and resources to help your child thrive in school and in life. Please rate and review this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and also hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. It's been a while since I've been on this mic, and can I say I'm a little nervous. So interesting, because I love to talk to people all the time, and I love to share information, but I'd like to say thank you so much for listening to The Parenting Cipher, where we provide content for you as a caregiver and a parent to help navigate your child's academic journey. But now it's summertime. And as Will Smith says, summer, summer, summertime. So what are we doing this summer, right? What are we doing to have fun as well as support our kids this summer? So with that being said, I'm going to Disney. Me and my family are going to Disney. And I found that our times have changed when it comes to the access for families with children with disabilities. So I thought it would be cool right? To give everybody a little catch up. You know, if you didn't know that they have programs out there at the amusement park, so you don't have to wait in line as well as now, how do you get it? My brother was telling me how they went to Universal in LA and they stood in line for three hours <laughs> to get on the merry ride. Uh, no, sure. I hadn't been waiting in line like that well, quite a while ever since I learned about my child has a disability and I don't have to wait in line. So let's get into it because that's one of my favorite things to talk about with other families who are taking their children to amusement parks or even museums, movies, theater, you know, all of these different kinds of programming have accessibility, even though it's not always publicized for you to know but it's there. So we're going to Disney. I'm going to tell you about their Disney's way of working accessibility. They have some cheat sheets. They have some, some ways that you, when you get to the park, you don't have to wait in line, you know, to get your accessibility. But this is 101 for a minute. Okay. What's out there when you're taking your kid to the amusement park, right? So... I know my experience, but I wanted to make sure that I cover all of the bases. So, you know, we all in this world chat GBC, so I asked it. So let's go through it. One fast pass or express pass. You know, some people call it fast pass, some call it lane. What is it lightning lane? At Disney World, they call it Lightning Lane. And that way you don't have to wait in line. You just go and get on the ride. My favorite is Disability Access Service, D-A-S. Or special assistance pass depending on what amusement park you're at how does this work okay now for disney right and i think it's disney universal because those are the ones where i've used it the most typically you go to the disability office and you tell them that you would like to get a pass for a family member and they have new regulations so years ago before COVID, you know you would go and you would say hey my child has autism hey, my child has a physical disability, you know, you give them the diagnosis, ADD, ADHD, autism. Because if you're doing it in the office, you know, it's other people around and they can hear. And that's against the privacy policy. So they have moved to a different type of model, which means not so much uh, focusing on your child's disability, about how it shows up. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that, you know, later in the show. But disability access service, how it works is get your pass. Depending on the park, you may go to the ride and then they'll give you an assigned time to come back. For Disney, they actually have it where it's virtual. So you can go and do it that way. We've used it in the past. Great. We we're able to get on so many different rides and not have to stand in line. Usually you can only... You use it, once you get on that ride that you use, that you schedule, then you can access another one. So you also had the ride reservation systems, which Disney is actually partnering with the Disability Access Service. So I can schedule it on my phone, but some have it where you, like I said, you schedule it when you actually go to the ride with an individual. The other thing that increases accessibility, excuse me guys, <laughs> so is the Rider Switch Pass which basically everyone stands in line. I had a situation with my son. We got in line and he was like, oh no, pump your brakes. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is going to do. Uh, that's a negative. I don't want to get on the ride. And I'm like, wait, we, 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 you, you gotta go. Like, what am I going to do with you? And customer service was like, no, it's okay. Cause we have a rider switch area. So it's an area off to the side where your kid's, can stay, you know, with a family member, you know, you get on your ride, come back and then they can get on the ride. No waiting in line. I do like that system a lot, uh, even though in my circumstance, I really didn't want to get on that ride. But I had been like positive parent doing all my all I can to convince my child to get on the ride. And then my mom comes back and like, oh, go ahead and get on. And my son's looking at me like, yeah, you are going to get on. Cause you said it was safe. Let's just say, yeah, I got on the flights of, I think it's flights of passage on Avatar ride. And I spent the entire time with my eyes closed. Yes, it's a stationary ride, but it's virtual. You know, it's 3d, you fly it on the, the animal and stuff. But yeah, left to my own devices, I, I would rolled differently. But the ride reservation system is awesome. And the rider switch pass is awesome. Apparently, some parts have early entry or late hours. And that's for families who are staying on site. They can have access to the early entry and the late hours. Early entry will work just because, you know, your child may be a person that works better in the morning versus the evening. You know, they kind of get tired. So most definitely take advantage of that if you're staying on site. Utilizing park maps and apps. Like I said, Disney has an app that we've been using. The maps, so... Typically, usually I was am hyper-focused hyper on the ride, okay? Like, I want to go on this ride, not necessarily paying attention to the maps. Now, I am a person that pays attention to maps because my son has a physical disability, which means he cannot walk the park for long periods of time, okay? Last year, we went to Universal. He thought he was going to be okay. Yeah, he tapped out halfway into the park. That being said, side note for everyone, if your child has a physical disability, in our case, what happens when we went into the park, I asked the question of, can he get a wheelchair inside of the park? Because he wanted to try to walk the park. Unfortunately, they did not have any. Not, they weren't available, but they had stopped that process where they had parks inside the park, had chairs inside the park. So I actually had to walk all the way to the exit to get the chair to come back and get him. So always, if you have an accessibility where you need a chair, really check and make sure that they have that accessible. You know, it it might be something that you want to get before, you know, you hit go, you know, at the beginning of the park. But the important part with the maps is you scheduling your ride. Where is it? Like, it's, it's good to schedule your rides up together so you're not walking all the way across the park um, to get on your next ride because you happen to be on the other side. But when you book, you didn't really realize how far, what was the distance between those rides. So utilize your maps and your apps, apps for Disney World's awesome so far, being able to see what. Where I'm going, as well as seeing what they have on the menu, because Disney does have an app where you can use it to see what restaurants or what's the quick service and place your orders, but also see what kind of foods they have available. Side note if your child has sensitivities, they do have a menu for sensitivities. I have sensitivities. So, usually when I go to places, it sucks for me. When I go to Music Park, it, it sucks for me because there's not that much I can eat. But with Disney's app, they actually do have a gluten sensitive menu. But I was also told if you have other allergies that you can contact them a day ahead of time and let them know, and they will work on getting something together for you. You know, you can place the order because you can order ahead with quick service. So that's something good to know for our children out there who have sensitivities. Plan strategically, which we've been talking about. Okay, plan ahead of time so that you can hit the rides that you want and really enjoy yourself. So just to run that back, what is available: the Fast Pass, Express Pass, the Disability Access Service, ride reservation systems, Rider Switch Pass, and the early early entry or late hours. And of course, using your maps and apps and plan, plan, plan. I'll also like to say in your planning, also. Make sure you have your headphones, okay? If your child has sensitivities, especially when it comes to sound, you know, you have those days where everything's butter, those days where it's not, you're going to a amusement park, you don't know how loud it's going to be. And make sure that you pack your sound counseling headphones, okay? Even if you think they're not going to need it, just in case they do. So, you know, have that part of your planning, as well. Now let's go back to the conversation of, now when you are registering for the DAS or the Disability Access Service out in these streets, they like, okay, autism and ADHD and tell me how that shows up. It's been a while cause you know, it's been a while for a minute. So when I was registering for Disney, so I do want to talk a minute to talk about Disney's dad system. Disney actually lets you register 30 days before you come to the park for your pass. And it, and as a compliment, they will allow you to book two of your rides with them as well. That's something like once you get the pass, which you can do virtually, after you finish signing up, ask them, can I sign up for rides? right now and then they'll give you to the person that's going to do that but of course I said autism and ADHD because it's been a while so I forgot guys okay and he's like yeah so what does that mean what is how does that show up right so I'm like oh okay I you know I was ready but I feel like for a lot of us parents we are focused on the diagnosis, even though we live with it all the time. And sometimes that someone asks you that it could throw you off. Like, what, 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 what did I say? <laughs> so I really wanted to hit this with you guys or, you know, with everyone because sometimes we have, sometimes we don't, you know, we don't know how to verbalize it, right? So these are the suggestions that I have for you is I started with an overview. So yeah, I basically said that my children, at first I forgot, so I was like, yeah, ADHD, autism. And they were like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because we're doing virtual, you can say that, but uh, you know, that don't mean nothing. You know, physical disability, know, what does that mean? How does it present? And always remember that word present. Even when you're in IEP meetings, you're talking to psychologists and therapist and present means how does it show up in real life? What are you looking at? What is people seeing beyond the diagnosis, right? Because diagnosis is a diagnosis, but how it presents and everybody is different. So provide a print, you know, an overview, which an overview could be the challenge or the limitations. Of a child. So what I told them about my son was that he can't stand um for long periods of time with a lot of people around him. That he can become agitated and he will start pacing. You know, he might he might get a little loud because he started to ask questions, like basically why are we in this line for so long? Right. They asked me, does he does he get physical? Not really, but in real life. If he does get physical to his brother, like it might be like a brush or a a push, you know? And then I said, you know, when he gets like agitated, we will move him out of a group because he needs to calm down. And we would have to prop it out of line if we were in that type of situation. My youngest son also has sensory sensitivities. So that I told him, I was like, you know, he's sensitive to loud noises, bright lights, you know, sensitivity as well as crowd spaces. I was like, it, it raises his anxiety and he gets scared. Once he gets scared, that can morph into like the, the pacing and the walking, right? And literally, you know, that's what I said. Uh, you know, they asked me, did he have any communication needs? I was like, no, but for the families out there who have children who have mobility limitations and communication needs, So this is, I'm going to tell you what it says or what people say it is with the physical disability for my son. I told them that he can't stand for long periods of time because he can't as well with, in addition to the walking and Disney told me, oh yeah, we got wheelchairs for that. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So depending upon your child's mobility limitation, if it's not wheelchair related, that is something that you would want to to, you know, to put out there, especially if your child doesn't have a sensory sensitivity or a outburst or anything like that, you know, and it is just mobility, explain what that looks like as far as the child and, you know, see what happens. Like for me, for my son, it's just his feet, but there are other mobility limitations for different families. The other thing that DAS will consider is a communication needs so you know do they need sign language do they need a communication advice device do they need more time to process information you know something that you want to mention but once again we're not saying like for instance communication could fall under dyslexia i'm not saying my son has dyslexia what i'm saying is he needs more time to process the information you know that's what they want to know The other thing to consider is outlining behavioral triggers and strategies. So that's like when I said my son gets upset, he gets agitated, he starts to pace. But I also said we usually take him out of crowded spaces so that he can desensitize. A lot of the parts now have space for families with special needs kids where kids who get overloaded sensory wise, they can calm down. So it has um, like the chairs, the swings and everything for space for them to calm down. Disney actually has spaces like that all over. I was very impressed with that because it's something that I haven't seen before. And I think when I went to Universal, they didn't have it at all. And to see that Disney had it, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. The other thing I mentioned as well, when I talked about meals, that's an accommodation as well. That's something that you mentioned. My son only eats certain amount certain foods or my son had, my son doesn't have a gluten allergy. I do, but (laughs) I'm real clear on how to handle that. But that actually is something that I could ask them, you know, not for my son, but for me, because there are accommodations out here that we're not totally aware of at all because we're just like, well, this is my life. But, you know, the most important thing is to remember the more detailed and specific that you can be about your child's challenges and needs, the better the amusement park staff is able to, Accommodate you. So with these accommodations, we're not just talking about like for me. I do I I don't wait in line. Okay. I really don't want to wait in line. (laughs) I don't. But there's other things to consider as well. It's beyond the line. You know, what does that look like? If you had to wait in line. What does that look like? Those are the things, that's the way that you're conveying how it shows up for your child. And I felt like this was important to say because, you know, someone tells you, hey, you could get this DAS card. Like, all you got to do is go in there and tell them your child has autism. All you got to do is go in there and tell them your child has this. And then they tell you, well, okay, yeah. How does that present? You're kind of thrown off. And depending on who you are as a person, and it's something that you don't do, you're kind of like, well, I don't need it anyway. I can go ahead and pay for the Express Pass. What is the difference between the DAS and the Express Pass? Nothing. I'm like, I need no, I need, I'm i not paying for no Express Pass. I'm just gonna get the DAS. Now, there are differences though. So like for Disney, we will be getting Express Pass because some parks are limiting what rides they will allow you to use for the disability access service. You know, for Disney, they have the Lightning Lane. That's only for specific rides. And they have like four different rules. This can, can be very confusing. So, you know, my go-to is always the disability access service. But how can I layer them together for me to have the best trip? And I'm going to tell you, everybody is worth it. It's not that bad to make your trip a little easier. I like to say whenever you move forward, you can't go back. And when people... When my brother mentioned that he was in line for three hours at the Mario ride, I said, oh no, I don't do lines. Okay, I don't do lines. And I don't know about you out there. I'm sure none of us want to do lines. And we're thinking, oh, well, I, we're gonna have to figure out this and that. You don't. You go to that, that that customer service disability office, the accessibility office it could be named different things. It could be accessibility office. It could be customer service for disability. Every you every park has it. When we went to London a couple of years ago. I was curious to see if they had it, and they do. Every park has it. It may be, be named something differently, but they have it. So prepare yourself to have an awesome vacation. Like we're going next week, and I'm all I have. I've already scheduled my ride. Like I'm feeling like I'm winning out in these streets. I ain't gonna lie. You okay, every time I go on my app, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm winning. So we already have our Star Wars rides lined up, you know, our, our ride at Epcot lined up and the ones that we're doing for the Express Pass are the ones that are not covered. We're going to hit those when we get into the park. We are doing a mixture of all of the accommodations. So we're doing the Express Pass, the Disability Access Service, the ride reservation, the Rider Switch Pass and the early entry because one of the things to know when you are doing disney because they've just changed so much it could be just difficult but you can link people to your group which means that if i'm scheduling a ride i'm scheduling a ride for everyone i have family members who are actually staying on site we're not but we are considered a group so i would just need to enter the park with them even though i'm not on site so that's a little cheat for everybody out there but you know you register on disney you make sure that y'all are all linked as a family. And I i don't think I mentioned this, but for Disney, it's five people per ride. I have a party of nine, but I also have two children with disabilities. So I have one group and we have two groups, You know, and we're family. It's easier whenever you're registering for a system like that to make sure that you're going in there and you're registering everybody in the family who's going on a trip and link each other. Oh, I forgot this part. So you have to get on the ride that the individual is also with you. So my son will be on the ride with me. Now, I thought about this today. I was like, I don't want to get on this ride. What if he flakes out? Does that mean I can't go? No, it just means that once we get to the front of the line and he's like, mm, that's a negative for me, we'll do the rider switch pass. So, but he just has to be present for us to be able to use the pass. So, you know, plan strategically, use all the things that's accessible to you. It's summertime, of course, you know, the parent cipher is always about three hundred sixty degrees. So it's not just about academics because if a child doesn't have any fun, then the academics gonna suffer as well. So, you know, Going into this summer, really think about when you're going to the amusement park, how can it be the best experience for you? I went to the, I like always say the biggest mall in America, but it is Mall of America in New Jersey. And we went to the water park. And I just assumed that I already knew all the things and I did not go to the accessibility desk. And can I tell you, our trip left a bad taste in my mouth and I had no one to blame but myself. So I had bought the express passes, but what I didn't understand is that the water park, the Nickelodeon water park is not accessible to people with physical disabilities. So with that being said, my son couldn't get up the stairs. There was no elevators, but I would have known that if I had went to the accessibility desk. So always yo fam, always go to the accessibility desk or check in with it online to see what's available. I, in my case, I looked at it online and it and the they never actually gave a clear answer. They said go to the desk and I was like I need to go desk for you know what I'm saying like, What you going to tell me because you ain't giving me no feed because you're not giving me any skip the line passes because that's what I was hyper focused on. I want to skip the line. You ain't giving me no skip the line passes. I don't need to find out anything. Yeah, but I did. So not only did I spend $120 I couldn't use because he couldn't get up the steps, but it, I, I might not even have went to that water park because my son couldn't get on any of the rides. My youngest one was like, I ain't about that life period. But my oldest one, we were trying to enroll him to get the youngest one, but he couldn't get up the steps. So always check in with the, you know, accessibility desk so that you can have the best time. Okay. And I think that's it. Like I've done a whole get out there, but I just want to end it with one Use what's available so that you won't have these moments where it's a breakdown, and everyone doesn't enjoy themselves. Yes, there are always going to be limitations. You're going to have that moment where your son or your, for me, your child thinks that they want to get on this ride, and they get to the front and they be like, "Yo, it's not a go." You can do your best to get them past it, but at the end of the day, just accept it. One of, one of my biggest lessons I learned last year was. I thought I was reading the pamphlets and descriptions of the rise and I was like, oh, this is not that bad. Like, I think it was like Star, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I'm like, mm, Spider-Man, it can't be that bad. And you know, my son, he got to the front of the line. He's like, yeah, mama, i you know, I think I'm gonna sit this one out. And I'm like, it's Spider-Man, you like Spider-Man, don't you wanna kill him? And I said to myself, I could do all these things to try to get him to get on his ride, but I don't even know what's on the other side for real. And if it is something that is going to trigger him, I won't be able to get him on any more rides. So I just said, okay. So always remember that there are going to be moments where if you ain't never been on that ride before and they're like, that's a no, accept that no. You know what I'm saying? If there's a rider system, get on that ride first. Like, test that thing out. But I'm going to tell you, that Spider-Man thing, oh, oh, if he got on that thing, baby, he wouldn't go on any more rides. I was like, it was jerking, jerk, 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 spinning and stuff. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I respected his No. So, yes, our kids have fears. They have sensitivities. That sometimes we try to just, like, do our thing but also support them with getting past it. Sometimes if you don't know what's on the other side of that, just let them be. Okay, just get on the ride, test it out. You know, if they have a rider swap, do that. So you can honestly say it's okay so they'll get on that next ride. But going into the amusement parks, plan, plan, have fun, and just breathe. I am so excited about this upcoming season of the Parent and Cipher because I've had so much stuff to share with you guys in the upcoming weeks and months to support you throughout the summer to get ready for the school year. And I have a couple of things that I was dealing with for my kids over the over the school year, last school year that I wanna share. But right now it's summer, summer time. As, as we always end it in a cipher, what is the song? that is driving this or giving me motivation and as i say in the beginning it's will smith's summer 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 time. so it's the time to have fun we still have to do all the things that we need to make sure that our children doesn't don't lose any lose anything that they gain in school and we even if that we can have fun with that I have a bunch of tips on that for reading And some tips coming up for math, but this summer, let's just kind of breathe and just enjoy ourselves, give ourselves grace, give our kids grace. And I will be talking to you later and check out the blog because I am going to be releasing this as a cheat sheet for you to follow. And I'm also thinking about having a guide for you to use to help you plan your trips. So as usual, till next time, be patient with yourself and your child. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please subscribe and go to wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a five-star review. That helps us build this community. And that's what we're all about, building this community as big as we can to deliver as much value as we can. The Parenting Cypher podcast is produced by the podcast laundry production company, and the executive producer, myself, Jeannie Dawkins. Until next time, remember to be patient with yourself and your child.